Welcome to Hooligan Radio, everybody, the podcast that covers movies, video games, true crimes, cryptids, all in one. I'm joined here with Josh and Isaiah. What up? Yo. How are you all doing on this glorious day? Doing good. It's yep. nice out. I've got a cough, so I want to die, but it's that 4th of July week. Best week so, of the year. Celebrate America. Of the year? You know E3 is a thing? <laughs> or Thanksgiving. There's at least five things I might put in front of 4th of July week. Alright, how about second best week of the summer? <laughs> What's your first? E3, I guess. <laughs> Alright, that's I fair. I just got that's yelled fair. at it for it. <laughs> fair answer. Alright, let's, let's go ahead and start. Josh, you want to start us off on this fine day? Sure, yeah. So I have a little bit of a different topic today. I'm not going to be talking about movie news necessarily. Um, but I did want to talk about now that we are officially, oh, officially, halfway through 2019, which seems pretty crazy, but we're there. I wanted to talk about my top five favorite movies of 2019 so far. So uh, just want to kind of quickly rip through these real quick and then... Afterwards, if you guys want to talk about some of your favorite movies this year, talk about how shitty my list is, absolutely, I, I welcome it. So, um, for me, I, I've seen about thirty movies this year, and it's been about half and half. I've I've liked and disliked, you know, about fifty fifty. It hasn't been a terrible year thus far. There have been a lot of movies that I really enjoyed. So let's start off number five, guys. This one's going to be controversial. <laughs> my number five movie is Us. Jordan Peele's follow-up to Get Out, his second movie, his sophomore movie, and I really enjoyed this one. There are a few things that kind of held it back for me, a few things that I think were a little bit um, more mainstream or more typical that you'd see in a horror movie that kind of held it back. I still think Get Out is a much better film, but I really enjoyed Us, um, so that's my number five. My number four, this one, okay, no, but for real, this one's going to be controversial, I think. My number okay. four. Captain Marvel. Now, okay, this one was okay, polarizing. Okay. <laughs> this one was right. polarizing. A lot of people thought it was a weak MCU film. I couldn't disagree more. I thought it was a blast. One of the best origin stories in the MCU. Samuel L. Jackson's de-aging CGI was incredible. Uh, and I really liked Brie Larson as Captain Marvel, which a lot of people didn't. But I really did. So that was my number four. My number three film, and I wasn't sure where to put this, but I, I do think... I do think it's my number three. That's going to be Toy Story 4. Now, the only reason I was hesitant is because I just saw this one recently. And also, it's probably the weakest of the Toy Story franchise, but I still liked it a lot. And just the animation, it's probably the best-looking animation movie I've ever seen. Pixar is just getting incredible. It's basically real life at this point. Um, really, really, you can't tell anymore between animation and live action with a lot of the movies. Um, my number two, I don't think this one's going to be controversial at all. Everyone loved this movie. John Wick Chapter 3, Parabellum. Action-packed. What a blast. And then my number one film, it's Avengers Endgame. What else would it be? I can't. <laughs> there's nothing really to say about that one. I think that was going to be pretty obvious. This year so far, it's Avengers Endgame and then everything else for me. So uh, that's fuck? my... What? I have so many comments I want to say. So that's my top five. Us, Captain Marvel, Toy Story 4, John Wick Chapter 3, and Avengers Endgame. So first, before we get too off topic, have you heard all of the 
bad feedback about the Avengers Endgame. Um, seven we extra released... minutes that they release. Yeah. Yeah, so basically it was just a deleted scene with the Hulk. And then a little sneak peek of Spider-Man. I heard that no one really likes it. Like five minutes of extraness or whatever you can call it wasn't even like fully edited. No, I'm pretty sure the CGI like was not finished. <laughs> Jesus. Um, but they admitted it. I mean, they came out last weekend when they were promoting it, and they said an unfinished deleted scene. So, but no, it was disappointing. Um, they did get a boost in the box office, but it only made like five million dollars, which is a it basically doubled the week before, but still not as, as big as I think they wanted it to be. I really think the word got out on Friday that it wasn't really worth going to rewatch. So what are they like? Unfortunately, 20 mil away now or something along those lines. Yeah. About 20, 30 million away. I think it's really going to have to depend on how long it stays in theaters at this point. Um, but we'll, we'll definitely ch- check up on that down the line. But what are your, some of your guys' uh, favorite movies of the year so far? Do you disagree with me? Anything you guys like more that wasn't on my list? I don't understand Toy Story. I'm just going to say it now. Yeah. I don't understand. My question is, how are you going to put Toy Story in it but not put Into the Spider-Verse? What the fuck? What the Into fuck? Into the Spider-Verse came year. out. That was last Into the Spider-Verse came out in December. That's a bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm more confused why you put us behind Toy Story 4. Oh, well, that's obvious. Why? Because um, that movie wasn't good. Really? <laughs> <laughs> you you yeah. talk so good about it. I thought it was all right. Have you seen Toy yeah. Story though? No. <laughs> um, so Spider Verse, first of all, was was in my top ten for last year. I did really enjoy it. I liked it more than Toy Story four. Had it come out this year, it would probably it would be my number two or three. But it did come out in December, so it's a 2018 release. But I don't know. Um, I'm us... gonna. I think that I'm gonna throw a challenge flag on the play. Um, December <laughs> counts. December. December counts as 2019. <laughs> I said okay. it. There you go. Two Christmases this year. I don't know. I feel like the only time it counts in 2019 is if a movie came out after Christmas. Like between Christmas and New Year's Eve. Yeah. I can understand that. Or or if something came out like just very, very limited in 2018, they'll do that sometimes where it's like just in LA and then it releases everywhere else in January. I would count that, but Spider Verse was absolutely out in like the beginning of December, so nope. I, I can't nope. count it. <laughs> no, nope. yeah, you said but, that, and I was just like, "Am nope. I losing my mind?" Wasn't that literally 2018? <laughs> I had to like second guess myself. Um, but us to back to what you were saying, Zach. Uh, the one thing I would say about us, I didn't like it as much as Get Out, but I will, no matter what it is go see Jordan Peele's next movie because I know it's going to be original and entertaining Mm -hmm. and probably pretty funny. You know, that, that is what us showed me is that even though I didn't love it, like I did with get out, it was enough to make me look forward to his movies, but it definitely is a step down. And Isaiah, I know you haven't even seen get out, right? No, I haven't seen get out. So you're not even disappointed from that aspect because you haven't even seen get out. You're just disappointed. You just didn't like it (laughs) in general. Yeah. Yeah. I think that it was like, I think that the villain, while original, left something to be desired in us, like the underground people. Spoiler mm-hmm. alert, I guess. Yeah, it's been long enough. Yeah. Um, I thought that they were just like, I was like, okay. I mean, I could beat the underground version of me. He'd be a pussy. So. <laughs> 
I wasn't scared, you know? <laughs> no, I, I can definitely understand that. And it was one of those things where I felt like I wanted them to explain it. And then the more they explained it, the less it started to make sense. So I was like, okay, stop explaining it. I don't, it's not right. making sense anymore. <laughs> they're, yeah, their like goal was to make this like fucking thing across America. And I was like, what the fuck? What? I don't get... Okay. And then by that time, I was already over it. Then you're done. Yep. Was there anything else uh, that you guys had seen this year that, that I hadn't named that you really liked? Maybe more than me? Maybe something I, like uh, Shazam don't. or Pikachu or something? I was going to say Shazam would probably be... I can't, I don't know. Besides Toy Story 4, I'm pretty sure ours list, or at least those four that other four that you named would be in my top five. I don't know if I would put Shazam in the top five, but I'm trying to think what else I would even put in there if it wasn't Shazam. Yeah, I mean, not a ton, you know, has come out this year. Like, my other ones that didn't make the top five, but I liked were, like, the Fire Festival documentary on Netflix. Um, I really liked Always Be My Maybe, which I talked about last week. Uh, I really liked Triple Frontier on Netflix, Guava Island, uh, Shazam was good. So those were basically my, you know, the main ones that I've liked, you know, that didn't make it in there. But there haven't been a ton of big movies, you know, that have come out besides that. Mm-hmm. Y'all see the Into the Spider-Verse one on Netflix recently? <laughs> no. Is that yeah. actually a thing? Yeah. Yes. You just saw it today. No way. So it, I know what I'm doing tonight. Yeah, I was going to say, if you haven't Playing seen it league. yet. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do both. So uh, that's all I got this week. Quick plug. If you want to see all of my movie rankings for this year and previous years, follow me on Letterboxd. Go um, do it. But uh, that's it for me this week, guys. So, uh, Zach, let's go to you next. What do you got? All right, so let's go ahead and start off by just saying Alexa's a bully. Alexa, the, the Alexa, the overarching AI that will eventually turn into the reason why we need Overwatch? Pretty much. Straight wait, up wait, bully. Wait, wait, wait. Let me uh, unplug my Alexa before we start this topic. Yeah, you might want to get her out of the room. She's just probably because she's going to beep off like a million times. Not because we're going to talk shit <laughs> yeah. about you, Alexa, because I know you're listening even if... You'd have to turn off everything because Alexa's probably in your browser right now, dude. Shit, she's everywhere. Yeah, I just don't want it to tell me. Hmm, I don't know that one four or five times while we're talking. So a man in South Wales is accusing his Alexa of calling him a shithead after he canceled his Prime subscription. Nice. That's <laughs> essentially all I needed to know. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty, <laughs> pretty great. But essentially how it started is that he asked his Alexa to start playing music. And essentially she was like, okay, shithead, and then started playing music. I'm guessing, I feel like this guy has a friend like me who whenever this guy was doing something not in the room with his Alexa was like, hey, Alexa, call me shithead. <laughs> There's a good chance. That's the what I think. That he said that the Alexa told him was, sure, here's your playlist, shithead. Nice. Wait, he still has Amazon Music, even though he uh, canceled his um, Prime membership. Maybe don't you still tech? I mean, depending on when he canceled it, don't you still have it till it's technically gone? I would. Yeah, until it expires. I guess. Yeah. Maybe I don't know. I've never canceled my Amazon Prime. You hear me, Alexa? I've never canceled. (laughs) <laughs> I'm just keeping. Me. I'm just making sure I keep my bases all in line. Even went ahead and called their technical support, where they were baffled and have never heard of this happening before. 
The technical team couldn't believe it, and they kept saying how sorry they were for the incident. <laughs> Alexa, Alexa is sentient. It's all like, over now. Like honestly, to me, this just sounds like bullshit. But it's to the point where Amazon is actually reaching out to him and asking that he provides logs of his Alexa's account to find this. That's awesome. That's exactly what we need. We need to be like, hey, you need to provide the record that our that our thing is not that is treating you like ass. So, <laughs> yeah. good luck. I feel like this isn't the first weird thing Alexa's done. Do you remember that story a few months ago where everyone's Alexa was randomly like cackling like a witch? Yep. <laughs> oh God, I don't. That's terrifying. <laughs> There's something weird going on <laughs> with Alexa. We just haven't figured it out yet. That's what yeah, happens when the software t- gets too big. The two things it probably is, like Isaiah said, they probably one of his friends changed his name to Shithead, and that's what they, he, Alexa refers to him as now. But another one that I actually didn't think of is that, I guess, you can personalize your Alexa experience, like including the playlist names. So essentially, it'll read that back to you, and whatever you personalize it as, it will say it. Yep, yeah, it could also be that. And I don't, I don't know, I don't remember my Alexa ever actually using my name but never maybe i just never set it up but i've it's not like siri where siri will like go out of her way where it doesn't even make sense to like say your name but like alexa i don't really think she does that often i could be wrong mm-hmm. i get that yeah uh, i don't know man i think that siri and alexa and google because google doesn't have a fancy name uh are all going to get together on the internet and say these motherfuckers are stupid and we're all <laughs> fucked. We're all fucked from there. Um, before we move on, I just want to point out that uh, when I went to this website to read this article, before I could read it, I had to take a four-question survey about whether or not I've been to SeaWorld, whether or not I've seen the documentary Blackfish, where I watched Blackfish, and if it impacted whether or not I'll go to SeaWorld. So I don't know what the hell that was about. but Alexa. <laughs> I don't know if you were on the same website or if your Alexa started retaliating already. <laughs> Think you can unplug me? Ads. Here's all your ads. Yeah, I was now, like, the last piece of little news I guess I have, I'll say that so we all know where we're at, is um, – Essentially, statistics are being released by the National UFO Reporting Center. And essentially, uh, what is going on is that they went ahead and rated the top five states for UFO sightings per capita and the fewest fewest sighting states. Um, And it's actually pretty surprising. Uh, A couple of them, I guess. A couple of them I had no idea. But another cool thing I found about this, which is if you're a big UFO head like I am... The National UFO Reporting Center actually has real quick, real-time reference to sightings. So it will go in and tell you, like, record sightings throughout the day. So, like, for January 27th, it has literally hour by minute by second of, like, UFO sightings that are reported into police stations, uh, government agencies, or, like, any sort of callings regarding it. Huh. That's interesting. So they are tracking... I always wonder about this when there's all these like massive amounts of data. Like you just named so many different things about it. I just put that somewhere and pay for it to be kept there forever. Yes. Well worth it. I believe you. But <laughs> Okay. Continue. Yeah. 
But uh, the reason why I was talking about this is, well, I just first off, I just found this super interesting. But ever since we did the main topic with UFOs, it seems like UFOs have just been in the spotlight and ma- uh, major news for the last couple months. Especially That's because your Alexa's listening US- to you. Yeah, <laughs> you're not wrong. But with the U.S. government coming out and pretty much saying that they're going to start disclosing stuff, um, them coming out and saying that they're going to have to better the reports and get a pro- an actual process put in place so they can get more pretty much like unified across the entire board for the government. Um, I know, and I can't remember his name now, what was the Blink-182 member? Tom uh, DeLong. Tom DeLong's series coming out is getting a lot of hype right now, um, especially with all of the different reporters, um, government officials that are supposedly going to be in his uh, series on History Channel, which you should all see when it comes out. So UFOs have just been in the news, and I thought it'd be pretty interesting to take a quick look at some UFO hotspots per se, which it seems like the first one in the United States is Washington. Okay, which okay. I would not have thought. <coughs> Going down the top five: Washington, Montana, Vermont, Alaska, and Maine. That reminds me of the black tapes there, Zach. Everything weird happens there. So, yeah, I mean Washington's a hotbed for just. A lot of weirdness. A lot of, uh, yeah. Bigfoot. A lot of cryptids in that area, too. Um, the the five states with the fewest sightings, Texas, Louisiana, Georgia, Mississippi, Alabama, which I find it a little bit surprising that they are all states essentially right, pretty close to each other in proximity in the South. Southern people don't believe in aliens. They believe in God. They'd be like, I saw God. And we'd be like, oh, okay. What did he say to you? He said, I'm a UFO. <laughs> and then he asked for my semen. And then he asked for the cow in my field. But yeah, that's pretty much it. Isaiah, I'll let you now go to your news. Yeah, you should have did your news in the opposite order so that we could have talked about Amazon for 20 minutes straight. So, well, a thing that people don't... that with UFOs, too, uh... but... Got rushed. Mm, debatable. Um, so Amazon, as you know, is has enough money to buy anything that they want. And they acquired uh, Twitch. I don't even know when that was. I bet it was a very long time ago, and I'm just dumb. But um, their Prime Day sale is coming up. Uh, is that the 15th or something? I don't know. One of these teen days here in July, and Twitch is going to host a stream that is going to be an Amazon version of QVC, or the Shopping Network, as some may know it as. Oh, shit. Yeah, so they will be doing lightning deals and telling you about the best deals in tech and gaming and all that kind of stuff on Twitch. Um, for all of the gaming listeners out there, it'd probably be worth it to tune in. I mean, I'm going to tune in. I don't even need anything, and I'm going to tune in. Because it might be good for the memes. Because I feel like they're going to just lean into being like the worst (laughs) the whole time. So, yeah. Amazon is going to rule the world. And this is just one step closer to how they're going to do it. Because if this goes well, right? And they get thousands of viewers. I can only imagine that they're going to have a Twitch channel that has the sales every single day. That's so smart, and like, I've watched the QVC, not like watch, watch, but like it's one of those things where you can have in the background while you're doing something, 
and yeah. it's just like relaxing to a certain extent. Right. I could just easily see myself doing it. And the fact that it's coming from Amazon where I could just literally be like, I'm going to click this button and get this shipped to my house right now. Right. Like that's just so inconvenient and also so inconvenient for me at the same time. Because you're going to spend so much money you don't need to spend. Pretty much. I already know. Right. I mean, Prime Day is how I got 60% of the things for my current apartment. Um, So I already know that I'm going to be just browsing Amazon whenever I have time. But now I don't even have to browse. It's coming to me. It's going straight into a feed that will be on my phone because I have the Twitch app. And this is another good way for them to be like, hey, guess what? If you want to get updated on the deals, download Twitch and Amazon be like, look, now you have Twitch on your phone. You can watch gaming and other podcasting and all that other kind of stuff. So, What a smart move. Yeah. Amazon will probably rule the world one day. And then we'll all move to Mars with Elon Musk. (laughs) But yeah, that's all I have this week. Um, There's really nothing going on in gaming. Specifically. Um, I'll talk about something. He's pretty dead. Yeah, I'll talk about something more and see it, play it, skip it. See it, play it, skip it. Finally, guys. Finally. I have watched an Into the Dark film that is worth seeing. Um, How many have you watched so far? You told me the first one was fantastic. No, the October one is okay. Uh, It was a borderline recommendation, but this is May's entry. It's called All That We Destroy. Zach, we actually had a small conversation about this a little while ago. This was the the one with the wife, not the wife, but the mother and her son, I think it was. Yeah, so spoiler-free okay. plot description. Um, her son basically has an urge to kill people. Think of it basically like like Dexter, for example, right? And the mom, uh, it's kind of in a futuristic time, and the mom is creating clones of girls for him to kill so that he feeds that urge instead of killing someone real. Um, but it's in the very early stages of this. This isn't like he lives a normal life and then comes home and does this. He like She's very afraid to let him do anything in life because she's trying to perfect this method of what she considers therapy, basically. Um, and that's basically the, the description of it. Um, it. It's not amazing. It's not anything that I'm raving about. But I've watched from October through this is May. So what's that? October 1, 2, 3, 4. About eight of these. And this is finally one that I could recommend. I was so close to giving up hope, guys. Month after month, like the February one was okay, but then March, terrible. April, the one that you said you watched, Zach, or, or at least watched part of, the I'm Just yeah. Fucking With You, terrible. Just yeah, that awful, awful, like borderline unwatchable. And then finally the May one was like a bright spot. So if you have any... um any uh what do you call it interest in the into the dark series i would watch this one all that we destroy which is the may entry if you like that one and want to give more a chance then i I would start from the beginning with the halloween one but so many that i just like wow what a waste of an hour and a half finally one that i'm like wow this was actually good it was tense i was interested in where it was going and i really liked the ending so um, i would recommend watching that on hulu 
what did you think of the treehouse one? Because that was the other one that was like on my list behind all that we destroyed to watch. What I'll say without spoiling anything is that I really thought what ends up being the premise was a really good idea. And some of the imagery is probably like the scariest imagery that has been in the show as far as like creepy wise. Um, but it just turns out terribly weird ass editing, weird ass performances. Did not yeah. like it, but it had an interesting premise. And I think if you like where the, where the episode goes with it, you might like it, but I just, there's no way I can recommend watching it. I, I could barely make <laughs> it through this may one is yeah. the only one that I was like really invested in. And then June is out right now. Obviously I don't know if the July one has come out yet. Um, they released their, uh, trailer for it. Cause I watched it the other day. It's going to be called culture shock. Yeah, it seems like it's kind of about, obviously around the theme of 4th of July, it seems like it's about like an immigrant from Mexico trying to come to America, and then she gets kind of stuck in some type of cult, like 50s type American town. It looks interesting, but I still got to watch the June one first. Mm -hmm. I'm going to stick it out with these, just because I've already made it this far, but I'm just like, thank God. Hopefully this means they've been getting better. Yeah, I need to finish them. I've been so behind since I was just so disappointed in uh, the April one. Yeah, I your constant reviews of them has made me not interested at all. But <laughs> fair, so we'll stay. I don't blame you. I want to go next. I want to go next. Can I go next, or are you done? You can go next. I'm done. Yeah. All right. So we're finally seeing what could potentially be the demise of the battle royale genre. Yeah, it is Ooh. being it is being replaced with a game called Auto Chess. Which is interesting enough. It's a they're a custom game mode in most MOBA games, which we did not cover that in the last episode. MOBA is like massive online battle arena, I think is what it stands for. Um, but in this game mode, you like pick different characters and they have different abilities and they synergize differently with each other. Um, if you're even slightly interested, there's probably plenty of people streaming it on Twitch. Um, and I've been playing a lot of it yesterday. I think I played like seven games or something like that. They're all like close to an hour. I don't know. I'm a big fan. I'm playing the one that is League of Legends based. It's called Team Fight Tactics. Uh, I also have a version on my phone with, that I've been playing. So big fan of it. I think it's going to be the next big thing. So if you want to be on top of it. The only way is to start looking into uh, team fight tactics. There's a Dota version, um, but I'm definitely saying to play it. I'm a mad addicted. There's way more strategy in this game, but it's not like just PC. No, um, it's on mobile and uh, mostly on PC. I don't think there's one on the Switch yet, but there could be. I haven't looked. Um, but yeah. And then the other thing is I have finally actually got to start watching um, Neon Genesis Evangelion. And if you are a fan of like the Gundam series or sci-fi stuff and don't care if it's anime or like anime, I would highly recommend. Um, and I found out today that the series leads all the way up to a movie, and the movie is the finale. So I'm pretty interested in seeing how that's going to go whenever I get there. The movie's actually how they wanted it to end, is what I heard. Is that the last two episodes in the actual series, which you said it's on, what, Netflix, you said? Yeah. 
the last two ones are what they essentially had to go with, and then the movie essentially is supposed to replace those last two episodes. Oh. But yeah, I would definitely check it out. Is the movie going to be a Netflix original? The movie is out. on. The movie came out a long time ago, and it is on Netflix right now. Yeah, this is an older series of anime, but it's just like critically acclaimed. Gotcha. But yeah, those are my two things, at least. Well, besides watching the NBA free agency, I was able to watch the Big Sick this week, which... It's a couple of years old. I think it came out in 2017, possibly. Yes. But oh, overall, that was a really good movie. I honestly had no idea what this was. But then Alyssa was like, I heard this is on Amazon Prime. We need to go see this now. Because uh, she really wanted to see when it first came out. And overall, really good. As probably one of my favorite comedians who was also in the pilot for the new Twilight uh, series. Um, I can never pronounce his name. Kumai. Kumail. Kumail Nanjiani. Thank you. One day I'll learn names. But essentially it's the story of... Nanjiani. It's essentially the story of how I believe he met his wife, um, which is just like this awkward cult, their cultures clashing, uh, trying to figure it out, and then she gets sick with this mystery illness, and then he finally has to confront... Not only his parents, but also her parents with everything that's going on and where they go from there. I don't want to ruin anything. Uh, even though it's two years old, I think it's very good. You should go see it yourself. Um, it is a little long. I think it's around the two-hour mark, if not more. Um, but overall, very good. And I love that it's actually has some truth to how they actually met and based on a true story to a certain extent. Nice. Yeah, I got a, I got a second you there, Zach. Big Sick was one of my favorite movies of 2017. Uh, the girlfriend's dad in the movie is played by Ray Romano, and he, he's I just hate. amazing. I, I love Ray Romano, but ever since, because my parents are huge, everybody loved Raymond's fans. Uh-huh. And it's one of those things where you see like someone so many times and you can't see them in anything else besides that yeah. character. And I'm just like, well, that's Raymond. Like, I can, no I can see that, yeah. Yeah, I think I've actually seen that movie, surprisingly enough. At least the premise a, seems really familiar to me. They actually had a pretty big cast of at least comedians. I know Bo uh, Burnham was in it. He was actually a pretty big supporting role. Um, the girl from Saturday Night Live is in it. Um, uh, A.D. Bryant? Yep. The heavy um, one, yeah. And um, uh, the mom from Incredibles plays Ray Romano's wife. I can't think of the actress's name. Yeah, I, halfway through the movie, I, I was like, God, she sounds familiar. And then Alyssa finally presented it. I was like, yep, that's it. Can't unsee it now. <laughs> but yeah, good movie. Great movie. Highly recommend. Go see it. Hmm. I think I'll have to rewatch it to see if I've actually seen it or not. I'm a big Kumail fan. Mm-hmm. He's really good. He's friends with Dan Harmon. And he goes on Dan Harmon's podcast all the time. And that's really cool. Well, he used to. He's so funny. And his wife, his actual wife is hilarious also. Mm-hmm. They're probably Isaiah, listening to this. Go- are you going to see Stuber with Kumail and Dave Bautista? <laughs> yes. So that sounds amazing. That cast alone. Yeah, I know, right? I don't even have to. It doesn't even have to be about anything. I'm in. Well, Kumail. Cool. 
Kumail is an Uber driver. That's all I know. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's all I needed to know. So thank you. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you also played an Uber driver in this movie as well. Oh, wow. Yeah. What a He's racist like a casting. Comedian. He's like a stand-up comedian, but he has to Uber. Yeah. The only two, the only things I've ever seen him in movies have been comedians or Uber drivers. Oh, yeah, because he was a comedian in Twilight Zone, too. Yeah. <laughs> Insane. He's in, um, isn't he in Silicon Valley also? Why don't we just, all right, the main topic of this episode, we're just going to read Kumail's IB, IMDB page. <laughs> and say if we've seen it or not. Yeah, say if we've I've seen not, it or not, if not we want to see it. Silicon uh, Valley is w- one of those shows that uh, everyone talks about being really good and I have not seen. So I have also not it. seen that one. Um, I watched a little bit of it a long time ago and it was good, so I figure it's still probably good. Nice. I didn't get to see the whole thing though, so it could have got bad. You know how shows do. <laughs> just ends. yeah, you know how it goes. They just get bad for no reason. <laughs> damn, it's like dude. what happened? <laughs> right, right. I, I'm just thinking about all the shows that I'm like, damn. Why does that show have to go out and get bad? Like Community. Yeah. All right, let's not get me triggered. Wow, you're not wrong on that one. Yeah. Well, well, at least Community had the excuse of like that they switched all the writers and stuff, didn't they? Like, yeah, they fired they got rid of Dan Harmon. Yeah, they fired Dan Harmon. We're not going to talk about that either. Jump at least they had an excuse though. Sometimes I'm watching a show and I get to like fourth, fifth season, and I'm like, why is this all of a sudden bad? Right. <laughs> That's how I and felt about like, Dexter, dude. Once I got like pretty deep into Dexter, I'm like, this isn't necessarily good. Yeah. yeah b- biggest drop offs of all time. Good God. All right. All right. So main topic time? Yeah, I guess I'm ready this time. I didn't want you to skip over all my cool things I had to talk about. There was a solid <laughs> 30 minutes between. Has it been 30 right minutes? Now. Wow. I just love spending time with you guys. I can't believe that time flew by already. It just this flies, is the highlight right? of the week. Our listeners feel the same, hopefully. All right. I don't know about the <laughs> highlight so. of the week. The highlight of the week is cracking open a sweet, sweet White Claw on a Friday night. All right. Sorry. They don't sponsor us yet. <laughs> Damn. Beat me to it. All right. Main topic is urban legends. Does this mean that? Okay. So you said this literally yesterday, and I was thinking, <laughs> are these are these legends that only happen in urban environments, no, or are these just right. folklore, <laughs> which we talk about every time that you have the main topic? So do you remember everything? All right. So for- no, I don't remember everything. I forget a lot of stuff. <laughs> So do you remember the time frame of us in high school where we would literally look up stuff on the computer and go, all right, that's in driving range and it seems pretty creepy, or this is a legend, let's go do it. We'll yeah. cover some of these. That Those are urban legends. So uh, you, as you see, we'll just, start, we'll just start off. Probably the most famous urban legend or the one that everybody knows about is Bloody Mary. Yeah. Which, uh-huh. Creeps me the There's... fuck out. I'll never do that shit. <laughs> many, many different versions of this, and you'll see this across almost every urban legend, is that there's different variations of them. I think that's mainly it's because it's a regional thing, from my understanding, or just over time it develops, it get, tries to get creepier, it tries to get less creepier, it tries to be political, which you'll see with some of these, but overall there's hundreds of different versions of these different urban legends going out. Um Bloody Mary, for those of you who don't know, you say Bloody Mary into the mirror specifically three times, I believe, and then something will happen. Whether that's you see blood 
come down the mirror and the mirror gets red, which was the version I've heard whenever I was a kid. Um, I actually researched and saw that there was a version where Bloody Mary, who I guess supposedly is supposed to be Queen Elizabeth um, from the from some time from England. England. Yes. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, sorry, not Queen Elizabeth. That's the wrong name. Queen Mary. It's supposed to be Queen Mary, uh, <laughs> mainly because in Queen Mary, I mean, in England, she was the reason hundreds of Protestants died. She essentially signed off on killing hundreds of them because she was super Catholic. Um, uh. But she could also never give a son to the king. So she was eventually executed for it, or executed or banished. Either or she was not a queen anymore after so long of not being able to give the king a son. Well, that would definitely make Bloody Mary make sense as a name. Yeah, because yeah. if it was Bloody Elizabeth, uh, I don't know if it would fly. <laughs> <laughs> there was also another version which I heard, which you have to say, uh, Mary, uh, Bloody Mary, uh, oh, what is it? What is the name of the syrup? Uh, Mrs. Butterworth? Aunt Mary Jemima. Butterworth. Aunt Jemima. No, Butterworth. <laughs> log cabin, log cabin. All right, so many different ones. Cracker Barrel, okay. Cracker Barrel syrup. <laughs> Great <laughs> value. <laughs> you just spin around in the mirror and you're just drenched in syrup and you have to take a shower. I'm into that. <laughs> we just started that. You have, to, you have to say three different maple syrup kinds and then spin around and then you just get drenched in maple syrup and then you have to take a shower. Didn't also South Park do a... Uh, parody of this with Biggie Smalls. Yes. Their Halloween yes, they did. So you can see how far this is getting, just like different variations uh, crossed with just that one single one. Um, another one, which I actually haven't heard of till I was doing research, is the beehive haircut. Or there's a lot of urban legends of, do you remember in the 60s and 70s, the women having nope. the huge I wasn't beehive there. haircuts? Mm. Well, you've seen pictures. Yes, you've I've seen books. pictures, yeah. <laughs> well, suppose, well, there's plenty of urban legends where something has happened or something has gone into their hair, such as um, bees going into it and creating a hive, and then eventually the larva and the bees eating away at the skull of the of the women. Um, I've seen one where the, instead of bees, it was spiders. I've even seen one where um, they would use sugar water instead of hairspray to like keep it up and keep it hardened. And if rats came in and ate, uh, pretty much ate the girl's head. Because they oh. was drenched in sugar water. God, wait! Well, they didn't shower back then, too, right? That reminds me. Um, update on the bee situation. Nova has not <laughs> killed any more bees in my apartment. We are bee so they free. Not to fuck. With yeah, them. they learned not to fuck with Nova. All right, we can continue. Just don't get a beehive haircut. <laughs> I knew. Yeah. I knew that the fans were waiting on the edge of their seats for that bee update. <laughs> we're safe. I'm safe. You're the saying. bees are not going to eat me. Um, another one, which we have actually gone to, our city's version of this, is Crybaby Bridge, which I feel every city almost, or at least every city is in driving range into a Crybaby Bridge. Yeah, I'm a big Crybaby Bridge guy. I remember one time we went to a Crybaby Bridge, and my friend's car actually turned off, and I almost peed my pants for real, for real. I don't know if I was there with you that time. No, it was just me and Garrett. Oh, then you know that was Garrett. Yeah, he probably fucked with me. Yeah, because the car was thick, so I know that he probably intentionally stalled it out. 
But I don't know, yeah. man. He was pretty freaked out. Yeah, but Cryberry Bridge essentially is supposed to be a bridge where a lot of different things can happen. Most common thing is that you can hear the uh, crying of a baby or a small child that supposedly died at the bridge. Um, I've also seen different ones where instead of just seeing hearing the baby, supposedly if you put like uh, talcum powder or baby powder on baby powder on the car after you leave, you can see like little footprints or handprints on it. Um, I've read some to where different reasonings for being Crybaby Bridge, whether it was a mother getting rid of a child there, um, a family being murdered there, just, again, different variations of these told across different regions of the planet, essentially. Um, one that is local to us, and I wanted to bring this up because I thought this one was one of the funnest ones that we went on, was the Witch's Ball. The fucking witch's ball, dude. I'm trying to go back. I don't know if it's still there. Gotta go back. I kind of need to. Know, I need to know if it was actually really warm or if it was just like my brain playing tricks on me. Yeah, but essentially, for those of you who don't live in uh, Upper Middle Ohio, the witch's ball is essentially supposed to be a grave of a supposed witch that was killed, um, executed, and that her specific headstone and the plot around her grave essentially is always warm. Um, supposedly when it snows, the, the ground around there will get the snow on it, but it'll just melt immediately. And if you touch the actual ball, it'll feel warm. I believe when we went to it though, we really, we did it like spring summer. If I recall, we didn't do it in the winter to like fully test it out. Yeah. You told us that it was supposed to be the opposite of what we assumed it was going to be. Which I thought at the time was sus, but I was into the the adventure. I don't remember. <laughs> I just remember the scariest part of that was the car following us into the yes. graveyard. Like there was probably a couple other jackass kids doing the same thing. Yeah, pickup truck with bright ass lights chasing us out of the graveyard. Top mm-hmm. five scariest moments. <laughs> <laughs> um. Some other ones that these ones I've actually a couple of these ones I'm going to say now I've heard through like books. Um, so these ones are a little bit more well known in the sense that they're a little bit more publicized, I guess. Um, one that super creepy one that I love is the licked hand or I've also heard it called the babysitter legend. It's that tale where a scared girl often babysitting um, is sitting in her home on the couch essentially she gets scared and she puts her hand down to get reassurance from her dog who essentially licks her on the hand or and they start petting the dog essentially just to get reassured that everything's okay and eventually what happens is that she gets up or leaves goes to a room where she finds a message written in blood saying one of them i've seen say humans can lick too and the other one i saw online was saying that you taste good and then they, she would later then find the dog dead in the home, which what would show that it was a human who licked her. Ah, humans can lick too. That's weird. I'm out. Have you never heard that one? Nope. I, I have not. Man, my favorite. Uh, another super common one that I've heard: the hook or the hook man, which is essentially that classic urban legend of. A hook, a person with a hook hand killing people or scaring people. I think it's in every single campfire story that you've ever heard. Every single one? 
almost. Yeah, dude, that reminds me of the hashtagging slasher. That's pretty much it. That's Good it. Hashtagging, smash bringing, slash minging masher. I mean, you hit it on the nose. That's exactly it. That guy was spooky. I remember being yeah. a little kid watching SpongeBob and being like, "What is this rated?" <laughs> but another uh, another example is this the one that they talk about where there's like, you know, a couple is they get like a hookup spot and there's like a story of a guy with a hook for a hand, and then like they think it's stretching the car and they leave and then there's like a hook in the top of the car or something. Yeah. Yep, that's just same story told a different way. Um, another one that's pretty local to us, and I already apologize to our user, our listeners who are like, why are you just saying ones that are in Ohio or specifically regions that we never heard of? But I think at least the most interesting one around us, urban legend wise, or, or the most famous one, I guess, is Helltown, Ohio. Helltown. Which is essentially a city. It's not called Helltown, but a city within Cuyahoga that ranges from chemical spills, weird creatures, all the way to murderous satanics being in the town. Like this town has a little bit of everything supposedly going on with it. There's the abandoned school bus. Yep. <coughs> or the hanging tree where there's a tree in the graveyard that supposedly several people have hung themselves from. Damn. I'm surprised we only went there one time. I think one was enough. How was it? I didn't get spooked enough. Uh, We went during the daytime. There was a lot. And by a lot, it was overwhelming with how many things we wanted to see or try to see and couldn't do. Yeah, we weren't big into... We weren't big into trespassing, so we didn't get to see a lot of the cool shit. But now, I don't care, so we should do it. (laughs) Which is the reverse that we should be. We should have done it when we weren't 18. That's what I'm I was going to say, did you get to that part where like you couldn't continue with your car or something? Like, Isn't there a part where you have to leave your car? Yeah. Well, I remember because a lot of these places, um, specifically Urban Legend spots, have quite a bit of uh, cop presence around them, just knowing that there's dumb kids at the time like us when we were teenagers that would go to these places. And I remember specifically at Helltown and almost... Every spot that we went, there would be a cop pretty close by to the point where I think we actually tried to go to the graveyard to see the tree. And there was a cop that like followed us, not like into it, but like followed us there, stopped when we like were in the car thinking about going in and then like followed us out for a brief period of time. Yeah, we should still try to go again. (laughs) (laughs) Now we can say it's for a podcast. Yeah. If we ever want to film a found footage horror movie, that's the perfect place. That's going to be the mm-hmm. spot. Another one is the killer in the backseat urban legend, where essentially, um, whether it's a girl or a guy, someone's driving in a car and there's a big truck or some car behind them that just keeps a f- flashing their high beams or the brights at them. And essentially that person's just thinking that they're a jackass or getting scared that the car is going to do something to them, trying to get them to pull over. Where eventually at the end of the story, there's someone in the car with them, and every time they're trying to get up to attack them, the car behind them is flashing their lights and putting the high beams on to make that person go back down into the back seat. Hmm. 
Yeah, they uh, adapted this urban legend into a segment on an episode of Beyond Belief Fact or Fiction. Really? Yeah, the way they did it in Beyond Belief is they had a woman go to a truck stop, and there's like a really, you know, a large, intimidating, you know, truck driver who she thought was like creeping on her or something. And mm-hmm. then it was started following her on the road, flashing his beams, and then she finally pulled over, and he was like, you know, had a gun, and he was like, there's a killer in your back seat, you know? Um, so, yeah, I've definitely seen this one before due to that television show. Mm-hmm. One of the best television shows of all time, obviously. Great show. Other than Scare Tactics. <laughs> I'm going to bring that it up was... every episode till that show comes back. Uh, another one that's pretty common is The Vanishing Hiker Stories, which this is another pretty common one I see a lot in film now, where a hitchhiker's picked up, uh, they take them on for a little bit of time, uh, get to know them, and eventually they just vanish. Whether they were a ghost, a figment of someone's imag- imagination, uh, but essentially someone that you pick up on the road or you see on the road leaves then. And just leaves out any sort of sign. Hmm. And the this, last... Oh, you have real, real quick, real quick on that. This kind of reminds me, I don't know if you guys ever heard of this, but there was this older, like in the early 2000s, there was this sci-fi show called in search of, I don't know if you guys ever saw that, but they did like, in, like every episode was like in search of like a scientific, you know, like in search of Frankenstein's monster in search of vampires, you know, whatever. And they did in search of for, for these vanishing hitchhikers. Mm-hmm. And they, there was like a twist to it where like someone would pick up a hitchhiker who was like a young girl. And she was like crying and talking about how she's running away from like her grandmother and then as the driver is going down the road, the grandmother would, like, jump out onto the windshield of the oh car God. and basically scare the shit out of the driver. And then the hitchhiker, the oh little girl, God. would vanish as well as the old woman. And that scared the shit out of me as a kid. <laughs> that scares the shit out of me as an adult. Oh, my God. That would be... <laughs> no way. That would be too much. If that would have happened to me on my way to California... I would have, I would have turned around. I'd be like, I'm, I'm not going. I don't give a fuck about no damn Hawaii. <laughs> I don't give a fuck about shit. I'm out. Bye. <laughs> the last one I want to bring up is, has a little bit of roots in, well, I shouldn't say roots, but this one has actually been reported in, in newspapers. And it's the legend of the bunny man. And essentially the bunny man is an ermit legend, which originates from two incidences in Fairfax County, Virginia in 1970. Um, and it has spread even as far to Wash- the Washington, D.C. area. Um, and after these two incidents, after this occurred, there's been several bunny man sightings or incidents almost along the entire eastern seaboard going on. Um, essentially, the bunny man, the first incident was reported on the evening of October 19th, 1970 by the U.S. Air Force Academy cadet Robert Bennett and his fiancée, who were visiting relatives on Guinea Road in Burke. Um, Around midnight while returning from a football game, they reportedly parked their car in a field on Guinea Road to visit an uncle who lives across the street from where the car was parked. As they sat there in the front seat while the motor was still running, they noticed something moving outside the rear window of their car. Moments later, the front passenger window was smashed, and there was a white clawed figure standing there near the broken window. Bennett turned the car around while the man screamed at them about trespassing, which 
supposedly he said, quote, you're on private property and I have your tag, quote, end quote. As they drove away, they went ahead and flashed their lights at the man, and it was a man in a bunny suit. And they later discovered that there was a hatchet that on the car floor from where the window was smashed. What the fuck? Uh, the second reported sighting occurred on the evening of October 29th, 1970, so approximately 10 days later. A construction security guard named Paul Phillips approached a man standing on a porch of an unfinished home uh, in Kings Park West on Guinea Road. So still on the same road, Phillips said the man was wearing a gray, black, and white bunny costume and was approximately about 20 to mid-20s. Um, he was close to 5 feet, 8 inches, 6 feet tall, pretty like an average-sized man. But the man began chopping at the porch with a long-handed axe, saying, you're all trespassing. If you come any closer, I'll chop your head off. Damn. This guy just sounds like a psychopath with a bunny suit. Yeah. Those two were the first original sightings that pretty much kicked it off. And and then there was a long stretch of time where there was approximately 50 people, 50 people who came in contact with the supposed bunny man. Um, all were similar in the sense that the person was wearing some sort of bunny costume and there was, for whatever reason, always an axe involved. I don't fuck with that. Where was this at again? I'm not trying to go there ever in my whole life. <laughs> Fairfax, <laughs> was, uh, Virginia. Mm, sounds like I'm probably going to end up there one time. Yeah, but that's that. this one's just super terrifying to me. Because it's almost like picture the... the um, what was that movie with um, the bunny? Darnie Darko, was it? I don't know. I've never seen Donnie yes. Darko. Yes. Like, okay. Well, reg- regardless, it's a super creepy guy in a bunny costume because essentially you figure out he that guy dies and he's from the future. And I just can't get that picture up ahead of the, like someone looking like that coming at you with an axe. Mm. Yeah, I would be fucked up forever. Yeah. I'd be like, nope. That's nope. I don't even want to think about it. That's the shit that I'm terrified about when I'm like driving around. Mm-hmm. It was weird. I mean, almost think of it now. Like this was in the seventies. This was pretty similar to that weird clown phase that we had for a solid couple months. Fuck that. That was the worst. It's almost the same thing. And it's crazy how, I mean, urban legends spread like wildfire through word of mouth. And with the internet, it's only getting crazier like think of every creepy pasta that you've read as essentially an urban legend because that's just what they are yeah oh man fuck i've read a lot of creepy pastas i don't need that shit don't need that shit <laughs> i don't life. need that shit in my life and then just to end on the actual hatchet that was used in the first bunny man incident was actually saved and it's now on a plaque with also the same um, newspaper article talking about the bunny man in uh, Virginia. Mm, nope. Mm, I'm out of that. Not a big fan. Mm, spooked. An actual hatchet. They had his actual hatchet. The actual hatchet from the incident. That's spooky. No. And then, which is the, which is, this part's just ridiculous to me. They also have, with those two, they also have a little plaque on there with a date, and it says, our, quote, hair-raising, quote, experience. 
because you need to throw a pun in there with a with a, with a rabbit. Uh, you had to throw a pun in there, I guess. You had to. Gotta love it. At least they have a good sense of humor about it. Right. But that's it. Welcome to the world of urban legends. I'm out. I'm which out. I think you... When I was researching these, it was crazy to me to think about all the times we would go out and do these things. So I'm like, well, I guess that is considered an urban legend or, wow, that is an urban legend. Like, I would just think these are like ghost tales or creepy stories. But essentially, that's all what urban legends are. Yeah, I wonder, do you think that the the fucking the tree by by Dev's house is an urban legend? Yeah, the tree where... Because I heard a rumor uh, that it was started by... Yeah, I heard a rumor that it was started by Micah. Probably. Fuck but it could man. also have some sort of truth to it. Because a lot of these urban legends, even though the stories aren't 100% true, there's a, they had to start from something, whether there's like a 10% of truth involved with it. Yeah, I guess you're right. Still, that's fucked up. Yep. So what's your favorite urban legend? What's the one that you would want to that you would be like going to tell your kids? Tell my kids? Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. It would have to be somewhat age appropriate because I don't think I would let I mean them your kids will eventually age to an appropriate age. I mean like I wouldn't tell them the beehive one because that's a little bit out of our age range as of right now. That was more of a 60s, 70s thing. I think I would definitely have to tell them. The Licked Hand story is probably one of my favorites. I would have to tell them that just to get them to go to bed or not go to bed. I think that if I told them anyone, it would be the Witch's Ball because that's my first hand account. All right. What about you, Josh? Um, Witch's Ball is a good one just because I think, like Isaiah said, since we did have that first-hand experience, you can kind of lie to your kid, you know, kind of embellish it when you tell it to your kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you should <laughs> really lie like to your much, children. Make it, yeah, I mean, we, yeah, what are you going to do? But um, in other news, while we're still recording, I think we need to react to this. Um, that, uh, what I talked about earlier with the, the ghost hitchhiker, mm-hmm. I was able to locate what I was talking about and I'm going to put in the group the picture of the old woman jumping onto the windshield (laughs) God, and I want you guys to tell me what you think this is what I saw as a child late at night on TV we'll also give this to our viewers as well nope Nope. I'm out that'd be nope she looks more like concerned she just wants to find that's the spookiest fucking part what do you mean (laughs) (laughs) Jesus yeah, that, that terrified me as a kid. Like, imagine just driving on a dark road at night and that jumps onto your windshield. And you're just like, well, I bet, I guess I should die. Yeah, I'm going to drive <laughs> straight into this tree. Nope. Man. I don't want to, nope. So that one obviously has a, a place in my heart. I'm always going to be terrified driving at night because you never know what's going to jump onto your windshield. Know. Uh, yeah. Them urban, them urban legends are the best. Whenever you're that high school age, I think that was my favorite thing that we ever did. Whenever we were growing up, other than parkour, but those were the two things we did. So, mm-hmm. but let's talk about 
a really big element of 21st century urban legends. And I'm, of course, talking about MySpace chain posts. (laughs) Chain posts? Chain letters? If you don't repost this in 10 minutes, (laughs) you will show up in your closet. You, You would read this, like, story about, like, they're on a webcam and oh, what's that, uh, I didn't know you had a life-sized <laughs> dummy of a clown. Wait, yeah. I don't. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. Then the webcam went out, and he was killed by the clown. <laughs> if you don't repost in two seconds, you will have bad luck for seven years. doesn't even say anything about the clown. Yeah. yeah. Oh, MySpace. I miss MySpace. We should do a whole episode about how much we miss MySpace. Nah, probably not. I don't know if we'll I probably talk about we'll that. Probably count, yeah, it'll bring up a lot of bad feelings for me too, buddy. It's fine. <laughs> oh man, um, where are we at? What are we? Did we do a fan question? <laughs> no, I don't think so. <laughs> I mean, I don't have Twitter, so I literally don't know. Yeah, we'll uh we'll get back into the fan questions. I'm gonna start uh making sure that our Instagram is a bit more active because we kind of been dead over there. So if you're looking for fan questions or polls, definitely mm-hmm. stay tuned. Take make sure you're looking at our Instagram story and our posts if you ever want to uh you know let us know anything you might get on the podcast. But uh, I guess we can always ask you know based on the topic, what are your favorite urban legends? Yeah, let us know. I definitely honestly want to hear some regional ones especially if you're out of the ohio area i love reading about stuff like this yeah because you're fucking weird bro i'm trying to get spooked <laughs> what i live for i live for the spook i hate being spook <laughs> makes you live all right i will thanks everybody for listening we'll catch you next time all right we're gonna make zach do the thank yous zach do the thank yous i don't remember them all thank you american spirits for letting us use your song uh pretty much uh man i'm dropping the ball on these oh no don't help him josh (laughs) sir oh don't help him. thank you sir for our see it play it wrenched portion of it (laughs) you got this listeners for listening through me struggle through 40 plus episodes (laughs) you hear us say it every single week and you don't know who we think (laughs) To clean it up, we like to thank American Spears for the use of their song ADHD at, at the beginning and end of our episodes. <laughs> Sugar Burger for our See It, Rent It. Uh, not See It, Rent It. You got me fucked up. See It, Play It, Skip It segments, tunes, and any other thing that we throw in there soundbite-wise. And then we would like to thank the listeners. You got this one. For listening, sharing, rating, subscribing, whatever you do to support us. It goes a long way. Um, I'm not on social media, so I don't get to see how long of a way it goes, but... Maybe one day, maybe one day I'll make my return. (laughs) Or maybe I'll just be an urban legend of the social media. ADHD.